What's going on, everybody? It's your boys. Once again, yeah. starting off with a bang. Um, Zieglertron, Rainbow Squad. Like I said, episode three. Glad you guys could join us. Um, so yeah, we're at the halfway point of the season now, folks. It is uh, the end of week seven, heading into week eight. Just to give you all a quick recap of what happened last week, I know our Commissioner Kaz always gives us the very friendly rundown of events, but just to recap, uh, Zieglertron took down Thunder Dick. I think he was <laughs> She Dick, she, Dick at Law or something funny. And confirmed that he has not watched it. And confirmed that he has not watched it. <laughs> I have to admit I'm a little surprised that Chan liked it, but also Like not. I said, so, he got good. the mouse in his pockets, man. Ah, I would too, though. I, I would too. <laughs> it was a layup. <laughs> you know, he's got kids. Um, Cosro Clash taking down the aforementioned Cowabunga Chan, 96 to 54, pretty lopsided. Uh, Ramo Squad, you beating Gaditis, 116 to 85. Uh, Frank defeating Adam. Adam still winless. Uh, that's 100 to 67. Uh, Ian beating uh, Moscow, 114 to 86. And in the Battle of Titans, we had Chris Clark straight cash, homie. Taking down the conch slot Bahamas, uh, 125 to 110. Uh, tough break, man. Battle of the Titans. Chris Clark just annihilating every team in his path, except for two. Uh, one of them being the Rainbow Squad. Um, but even in that matchup, he put up 125 points. Uh, so to this point in the season, let me bring up my notes. Uh, we have, so far, Chris Clark leading the league with 108 points. I say 108, 808. Yeah, way more than 108. Um, he's got 808 <laughs> points. Uh, the least amount of points scored so far this season uh, is Gaditis with 521. Uh, the least amount of points against uh, to this point in the season is Moscow, 571. I'm right behind him with 572, but I haven't played Clark yet. So I know once I face him uh, next week, uh, I'm playing Adam this week, but the week after, he's probably going to score like 400 points on me. And uh, the team with the most points scored against them is uh, Adam Howard, 761. So it really, when it rains, it pours for Team Adam. He's that anchor. That anchor, anchor splash. Mm. Mm. Those, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I can't let go of the past. <laughs> as, uh, as our Commissioner Cause spoke about in the, uh, in the week wrap-up, a lot of streaks going on. Uh, Gaditis on a three-game losing streak, Frank on a three-game winning streak, Chan on a three-game losing streak. Tough. Chan starting out so hot this season now, kind of coming back to earth. Uh, the fucking Thunder Dick uh, on a four-game losing streak. He was 3-0 and at one point in first place and now at 3-4 and in seventh place. Um, and that's it. And then uh, Chris Clark on a three-game winning streak. Besides that, I mean, Ramos are on a two-game. Ian's on a two-game winning streak, both of you. But two games isn't really like streak it's kind of like you're getting it started you know you're just yeah. getting it going yeah. oh you just got us um, sure. so and don't jinx no no, no. i'm knocking on every that. piece of wood every piece of wood that exists um if the playoffs started today my favorite uh part of the podcast hasn't started today still plenty of time but i like to get yeah, but, but it, it did. did pressure's on the hot seat for some of you we would have chris clark first place with a bye bahamas second place conch slop with a bye uh, the four and five seeds would be Zieglertron and Cosro Clash facing off in the quarterfinal first round, and Ramo Squad facing off against Ian, Aaron so far away, uh, the three and six seeds also in the first round. So, uh, Which, what does his name mean? I still don't. It's, Do you it's, know? A, it's Air Run so far away, like that song. And uh, it is Aaron, that so, song. Okay, I wasn't sure if that really was it or not. I didn't I mean, know. I was like, Ian, really? feel free to reach out to the podcast and correct us, but I, I think. Okay, all right, yeah. I was just surprised I didn't expect that. When I hear that song, though, I still always think of Grand Theft Auto, San Andreas. It was like the song in the commercial, and it'd be like, couldn't get away, coming out now. Oh, I'm going to have to, like, use oh, yeah. that and refresh my memory. I don't know if I remember Oh, yeah, like, ding, 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 There was that one radio station that always played the old hits. I was like, uh, stay yeah. on that one. Whenever. Well, how meta Carjacking. Yeah, I know. So, back to fantasy football. Uh, <laughs> the current standings, as we said, first place, Chris Clark, straight cash, homie. I'll just say the team names. Second place, Conk Slop. Third place, Rainbow Squad. Fourth place, Zieglertron. Fifth place, Cosro Clash. 
Sixth place, a run so far away. Seventh place, the fucking Thunder Dick. Eighth place, Cowbunga uh, Chan. Ninth place, Frank's number one. Tenth place, Show Me Your TDs. Eleventh place, The Real Gida. And twelfth place, Adam, the anchor. It's Flash. Uh, let's see. What do we want to talk about now? Oh, I guess I want to list some things at the halfway point that we've gotten to before we like actually talk about some topics and some of our themes. Uh, so to this point, with 30 moves... Uh, the real good eye leading everyone else in roster moves, uh, both waiver and just regular free agency. Uh, second to him is Cosro Clash with 22, but that's still like eight moves behind him. Uh, the real good eye, 12th place on the waiver wire. So he's he's staying active and only one game above Adam. He scored less points than Adam. Uh, you know, it really is. That meme was so funny that he said... <laughs> Ooh, from always ooh. sunny just trying to yeah it got me i definitely chuckled for sure uh, oh, wow. a bottom down there you know us at the top like it's hard for me to see that that far down you know i got this yeah no we're not we're not we can't even well not not to jinx yeah us, not to jinx not... but it is nice to not have to really be worried yeah you know like flying it's like we're flying above the clouds you know like top gun style uh meanwhile they're doing like hunt for red october submarine in the depths yes, like kind that. of stuff. Like so, uh, wonder boy. Wonder boy. Yep. I like that. Yeah. And let's see roster moves points for against. We cover losing streaks, uh, the most and least projected points for this coming up week. Uh, most projected points to be scored 102 by straight cash. Homie, the least, uh, Adam with 58 with the caveat of, he currently has Mike Williams still in his starting lineup. Mike Williams is going to be out for the next three, four, five weeks with a high ankle sprain. And uh, they currently have uh, DK Metcalf listed as questionable, even though he got carted off during the first quarter of last week's game. Pete Carroll, the head coach of the Seahawks, saying that there's a chance he still plays. Um, if he does end up playing, that'll raise his projected value some. Uh, and he still has uh, Isaiah Pacheco running back for the Chiefs, who's on a bye in his starting lineup. With all that said, though, the highest he's probably getting to projected wise is like 75. So still yeah. be the lowest. Let's temper there. temper. That's what happens when you're talking about waiver wire picks and stuff like that. Well, you got to really remind yourself like you get nine points. You'll be yeah. Happy. Just take what you can get. I mean, when you're battling down under the sea like that with Sebastian and Flounder, oh, like, you're like hiding for yeah. a little bit. You know what I mean? Turn off all the engines. So you don't want anyone to see you for a little bit. Only the sonar. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Dude, don't breathe. Let's see. Uh, yeah, so statistically, that's that's all the stuff uh, to cover in terms of us being at the halfway point. Yahoo, Yahoo's dumb. I think we can all agree with their projections, with their models, with all that crap. Um, but I'd be remiss to not include their current projections to this point of how they think the season will end. Uh, first to six, they have the season ending straight cash homie, conch slop, Cosro clash, rainbow squad, Zieglertron, and fucking Thunderdick. So... Uh, they do have Thunderdick making the playoffs uh, at the end of the day. And the current power rankings that they have, asterisk at the bottom, power rankings based on projected points for the remainder of the season. Uh, they have Rainbow Squad in first, uh, fucking Thunderdick second uh, with 996 points. You have 1,008 a, a points. Straight Cash Homie in third, Cosro Clash fourth, Conkslop fifth, Zieglatron sixth. Um, so for the team... I don't like you talking about that. I just don't I mean, like it. I, I just don't. I don't like you talking. I want to do everything to get rid of that right now. Ugh, no power. It, uh, I definitely prefaced it with the fact that Yahoo does not know what they're talking about. Um, they just, I mean, they're a free website. So all these power ranking models and stuff, I just imagine the interns that are doing the ones and zeros on it. Like, don't know what the hell's going on. Uh, so yeah. So statistically, that's where we're at to this point. Um, we wanted to talk about some roster moves uh, last week that with a difference in uh, W's and L's. Uh, I know you you had one. I I, I want to let you mention your. Yeah, you know I I thought Gaditis was going to be a candidate for this. You know, shout out and much love. But you know, I just noticed who he left on his bench. But you presented a bigger case, which I had to concede. To. Uh, so for me, I was seeing that uh, last week we had a uh, Bahamas. Facing off against Chris Clark, Battle of the Titans, as we said. Uh, Bahamas starting Keenan Allen, who was coming back from a, a hamstring injury that had sidelined him for, I think, since week one. So for like five or six weeks, 
um, starting him in his utility spot or his flex, you want to call it. Um, and he also had Cortland Sutton in, wide receiver for the Broncos. Uh, Broncos country, let's ride. Um, both players, let's ride. not really the most trustworthy uh, guys to start. I mean, granted, that's just my opinion. Uh, leaving uh, Antonio Gibson on the bench as well as Jacoby Myers. And uh, had he have had Gibson and Myers in and Keenan Allen Sutton out, he would have defeated Chris Clark. So that cost him a W. Um, still a long season. We're still only at the halfway point, but, you know, we still got to call it like we see it. Um, but on the other hand, Ian uh, runs so far away uh, with pick with the pickup of Danny Dimes, with Daniel Jones, which we discussed last week. Uh, I picked him up at 3.30 in the morning, as I like to do. Uh, decided to cut him, thinking that I could potentially pick him up later in the week, uh, thinking that he would go back on waivers. He did not because I had him for less than 24 hours. Ian uh, picking him up and Daniel Jones doing the damn thing for him and uh, got him the W last week. So good move by Ian on that one, uh, defeating uh, Moscow. Let me see how many points did I think you take like 28 or something. Yeah, 28.7. Setting the bar at this these 3.30 a.m. battles for these wins. This is what you guys are doing. Like this is why, why? It's, it's – uh, but it's we pay, like yeah. That. And uh, in terms of talking about the the waiver battles, so the waiver priority, we had two waiver priority battles last yeah. night, or yeah, last night this morning, whatever. Uh, it was Adam versus Moscow for Robert Woods. Adam was able to get it yeah. with a waiver priority of five, defeating Moscow's of six. And then the real good eye um, going after Melvin Gordon, uh, defeating yeah. straight cash homie Chris Clark and Adam. Uh, Goditis had a waiver priority of six, uh, Clark with a waiver priority of 10 and Adam with 11. We're not awarded the player. So good on both those guys. Um, and then also extra shout out to Ian where I was up at three 30 in the morning. Ian was also up at three 30 in the morning and there was a firefight of, of pickups <laughs> as, uh, he was picking up some tight ends. Uh, I think he would go, he went with, uh, hold on. Let me scroll down here. Yeah, so off of waivers, we had some pickups. Oh, yeah, this is – I guess we had a lot of people that had a waiver move. See, I kind of messed up because I typically like to wake up at 3.35, 3.36 a.m. so that, like, the Yahoo site is set and ready for me to pick up. But when I woke up at 3.30, um, it's kind of like doing the switchover. So it was kind of glitching a little bit. It showed me that there were no waiver pickups yet. It was just showing me that like people were open season. Um, But they took the people that were picked up off waivers off of the free agent market. Um, But Ian was able to pick up Allen Robinson, uh, Jake Elliott, uh, Juwan Johnson, the tight end for the Saints. Uh, I picked up Kenyon Drake, Tyler Bass. No one wants to hear what what I was doing at 3.30 in the morning. Um, But yeah, shout out to Ian for uh, waking up early. And yeah, we've already had some pickups today. How many times have you dropped coup? Uh, I think like two or two or three times. Uh, you know, it's tough with, like, <laughs> I feel like every week you like. I'm like, when did he pick him up you know, again? It's it's one of these things where it's like I'm definitely overthinking the kicker matchup. I don't know if other managers are. If this is a relatable oh, topic, oh, I am. I'm with you. but you know, the kicker. It's like you want, I guess, a good offense that's going up against a bad defense, but you don't want the offense to be too good where they're scoring touchdowns because you want field goals. And you don't want the defense to be so bad that it's allowing touchdowns. So it's this real mind fuck of a situation. Cookies, they smudge, if you will, mm-hmm. where you just don't know what anything is anymore. Um, so, yeah, I was uh, I was uh, up early again this morning doing doing the damn thing. So congratulations to Ian. Unfortunately, Bahamas uh, wins and losses. It's a game of inches. Uh, I have a what I call the Push America. Yahoo is Push America Award. Um, again, just saying how Yahoo does not know what they're talking about. Uh, Chan was projected to score 85.76 points last week. In reality, he scored 54.8, a uh, discrepancy of 30.96. Yahoo, come on. Don't you get Chan's hopes up like that? Don't you put that curse on me, Ricky Bobby? Um, so let that be a lesson to all of us, though. When the when you have your player and it has their opponent in like red or green or I guess, or silver, depending on if it's a good, bad, or neutral matchup. Fuck that shit. Fuck that shit. It doesn't matter. 
Do not let Yahoo get in your head, folks. Be a critical thinker. Do not let them have you thinking. Because if you really want to know what Yahoo thinks, if you really want to know, if you really want to know what Yahoo thinks, if you click on their draft day projections on the opening mm -hmm. screen, their draft day projections are Gaditis going 11 and 3, um, Adam going 6 and 8, which I guess is still possible. Uh, <laughs> Frank going seven and seven, uh, Thunder Dick going eleven and three. Uh, you know they just don't know what they're what, talking. About. What all over the place? I mean, but there's been a lot of injuries. They had Clark there's going four and ten. So you know, just remember to take whatever Yahoo is telling you with a salt, because yeah. they truly do not know what. I'm saying those draft day grades. Garbage, dude. Straight garbage. Um, and then, yeah, and then uh, I had a topic that I want to discuss. I don't know if there's anything you wanted to specifically bring up, anything that you had noticed, anything interesting to you. Okay. Um, well, then I have a question for you. And it's a question about morality and doing what's right and virtue and integrity. Hoy en dia paseamos. Nothing shall ever tear us asunder. Check. Ever. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of conversations that go on in the league, you know, we're messaging each other in the group chat. Uh, we have our own, you know, texting that we do with each other individually. Um, for those lucky enough to live in the same city as your uh, fellow managers, like in Jacksonville, um, I guess me and cause in New York, but Long Island, Manhattan, it's not the same. It's just not the same. Uh, I'm sure that you guys have conversations about this stuff. Um, you know, so how do you feel about if if someone mentions a player to you, hey, you know, Evan Ingram, tight end for the Jaguars, or uh, hey, Youngway Koo, kicker for the Falcons, and they mention, hey, I think I might pick this guy up. I'm not sure quite what I'm going to do, or I'm considering this guy. You know, maybe I am thinking about picking up, uh, you know, Jeff Wilson Jr., the, the now backup running back for the 49ers. You know, Christian McCaffrey is the starter there now after the trade. Um, good job by cause having giving away your secrets. No. Yeah, yeah, but I, I'm an open book. I'm an open book. You know, this yeah. is the, the deal I, I made doing this podcast. Uh, Jeff Wilson Jr. is someone that I think like Christian McCaffrey is injury prone. Granted, Elijah Mitchell uh, is going to be coming back at some point in the next few weeks, but he's injury prone. So I was thinking, yeah, maybe I'll get Jeff Wilson Jr. Now, I've said that out loud. I put it into the ether. Uh if somebody were to go and pick up Jeff Wilson Jr. tonight or tomorrow, is it fucked up? Is it rude? Is it like, hey, man, I was going to pick him up. I said it, you know, or is it completely cool and fair game and is like, hey, man, it is a cutthroat league we're in. You shouldn't have mentioned that guy. Um, I personally think it's all open season. I mean, as you can tell by me even mentioning Jeff Wilson's name. Uh, I think if you're going to share any information, uh, then you're obviously not making it uh, private. You know, it's not on a private server anymore. It's on a public server. You, you know, everyone is privy to it. Um, so personally, yeah, I'm just of the camp of it's fine. But I wanted to know what you think about that. I don't know. What if it's just out of spite? What do you mean? You know, like so as a defensive move. I think that could be a bit of a, a bit of a bitch move if someone is going to go ahead and essentially say you're like okay I'm going to pick that person up. What if I don't even need that person at this point, and I'm going to go ahead and just pick that person up because I'm going to play you maybe in the week or two after. Mm -hmm. I feel like that could that could be kind of you know that could be kind of messed up because then you're just holding on to someone on your bench, not using them, not doing anything about it. But I mean that's a part of the game. That's though. true. I mean it's uh. It's something where, at least for me, I just feel comfortable with it because, you know, so for instance, like Bahamas dropped Chris Godwin uh, a few weeks ago. And Godwin's a, still a solid wide receiver for the Bucks, you know, number two wide receiver. Um, Christian Thunderdick was able to claim him off waivers. Um, and at the time, I was thinking like, wow, that move might, you know, come back to bite Bahamas. That might be tough stuff. Uh, but now we're seeing how bad the Bucks' offense is and how bad Brady is. So... In a sense, I mean, it is kind of like, was he, um, like, dropped, you know, on purpose? Like, there was a reason he was dropped. There was a method to the madness. And Christian picking him up, what if he fell for the trap, you know? And it's – So I was going to mention that as well. There's a top of that. And also, we do believe in karma in this group. So 
there's a lot of just you know if if um, I don't know I guess it would depend on how this this conversation evolves. Are are people coming here to find out what moves we're gonna make to try to counter us, and that's how they're gonna use this against us when we're trying to just be nice and talk about yeah. it? You know, uh, you know, I, I don't know, I don't know. I think it can go it can go a lot of different. Yeah, ways. yeah. I mean, ultimately, I think you know it's a league where we're playing we're playing fantasy football. We're just trying to talk about. The different players and matchups and what we think you know is going to work and what we don't think is going to work but at the end of the day we're not in control of any of it you know ultimately it's something where um i don't know i mean it's just it's all just a crapshoot so our first official guest on the take me back to college podcast um we just feel it was just the right thing to do to bring on the 2016 champion the og commish uh nick Kazrazadi, otherwise known as the Kazro Clash. Thank you so much for joining us, Commissioner. Commissioner. Great to be on, boys. I'm so, so blown away by what you guys have done here in a couple of weeks. I just want to say from myself, from the league office, from all of us at HQ, we're so proud of the product you guys have put together and uh, really looking forward to what's to come for the show. But yeah, this is... Uh, New Orleans Pelicans, baby. I, I signed on as a fan. It's going on uh, about four years now. Let everybody know from day one that I was getting in ground level. I've been growing with the team slowly. I've announced my fandom. I have all the gear and the merch. And uh, looks like this year is finally going to be the year. So, yep. you know, it relates a little bit to, to fantasy. You hold on to that guy. You stash him. You hope that there's a breakout. In this case, it took uh, four years, but it paid off. Good for you, man. Yeah, you, you, you were in it for the long game. Um, so, Kamish, you know, we're happy to have you on. Uh, you know, I guess just to, just to get started, uh, just any overall thoughts about this season? Uh, any interesting things that you notice about certain teams, uh, your own team? Uh, just kind of the first thing that comes to mind. It's just been a wacky year. The first thing that comes to mind Chan was three and one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, I think that tells you all you have to know in a year where there's been so many weird teams, the jets and the giants have like three losses combined mm -hmm. in a week where the bucks, the Packers and, and someone else lost and, and, and all the New York teams win. It's just been one of those years um, but with that said, you still see the cream rise to the top. And at the end of the day, we have the same usual suspects at the top. I guess we're including Zieglertron in, in that usual suspects yeah. crew now. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and, that, and that's the thing. I'll be the first to admit that uh, prior to my championship run last year, which I came in as a six seed, I only got in because Ramos was able to defeat Adam the last week of the season. Uh, I, I, I was in a win or get in situation, uh, and Goditis like just stomped me so hard. Um, so without Ramos defeating Adam, I wouldn't even gotten into the playoffs and then had my wonderful championship run. Uh, I feel like my squad though, really after winning that title, it was just pressure off boys. We're just having, let's go out there and just ball. Let's just have a good ass time. Um, but prior to last season, I'd only made the playoffs once. Uh, my team kind of sucked always. Um, I remember the last few times. Uh, Ramos, you'd actually come to New York to visit on like business trips, and the three of us would go out to uh, what was the place? Uh, we'd go to this Italian restaurant, uh, uh, Tony DiNapoli's in Times Square. Um, for those, if you know, you know. And I remember a lot, a few years in a row, the conversation was like, guys, what am I going to do to not come in last? This sucks. I'm scared. <laughs> I don't want to wear the wings. I'm scared. I don't want to get. Well, you're also drafting on dates and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, I was that, fucking you know I mean? around. So it was yeah, a yeah. lot. It was a lot. I was not take. I was taking shit seriously, not personally, but I needed to take it personally. I needed to take it personally, and uh, you know, and I mean, the, I gotta say, more more fearful, and I think this is a uh, uh, a feeling that's shared with a lot of the managers in the league. More scared than coming in last place is having a really bad week. And getting just roasted on the commissioner's weekly wrap-up. Oh, uh, yes. uh, Cosmo Clash, I don't think you realize how much teams are very worried about getting called out, you know, because 
a lot of times, you know, just like anything else with media, with journalism, sometimes the story's a little biased. Sometimes it just depends on, you know, what your perception of what you were paying attention to that week is. But you're never lying. It's never. I'm glad you brought up that commissioner note. You know, I don't know how many years I've been putting that together now, but sometimes it's tougher than, than others. And I always wonder how much attention is being put. I got to let everybody out there know anytime you guys give me a thumbs up or a heart. Uh, it goes such a long way, and uh, those of you that that never do it, no hard feelings. But uh, <laughs> you know who you are. Harden it every time. Harden it it's every time. Tough. From it's now tough on. sometimes, man. I try to be funny. I try to be creative. I think some weeks I'll just hit hit us with a one liner. There was one time I had a horrible week, and I just said like "f everybody" or, or something like that. But I, I try to be <laughs> consistent. So uh, I'm glad that that people that actually. Uh, actually care about that oh for sure oh it's a beautiful thing yeah you know Kristen's commissioner she's in a league with some old friends he records a video like a three-minute video every week which is interesting um and it got me thinking about about you know some food for thought i i I like the the text because you can prep and have some ideas to, to put together but um i'm always conscious of leaving people out like even this week i was thinking like uh I haven't mentioned Moscow in a while. Ian hasn't got a, a lot of love. And I'm curious what you guys think. Like, there's some teams that are, like, they're not at the bottom. They're mm-hmm. not at the top. Like, the mm-hmm. Ians, the Moscows, they're always in that middle range, at least recently. So, it's hard to really, like, get a, get something sharp out, out of those. So, what, what do you guys think? Should I try, like, and, and like deliberately mix it up a little more? I mean, floaters are floaters, man. You can't, you know, what are you supposed to do about that? Floaters are floaters. <laughs> yeah, easy for you to say. You're, on a you're at the top. Man. You're, you're always at the top. <laughs> man, I meant that DJ Khaled. All you do is win, Ramos. And, and you know, uh, I, I think I've picked up over the don't years. Don't say that kind of stuff, though. I don't oh, like no. it when people are talking oh, about these kind you, of things, man. You, like, come you on. always win. And I, I remember thinking a year or two ago, like, man, Ramos, is just he doesn't really pay attention. I don't see him involved as much. But I think I've learned that. I think you have been, like, really involved in this. Am I, am I wrong? There was a year or two. I think I, I went hard and then I stopped hard and then I like floated back mm. in and I've been like consistently kind of, that's the thing though. Like, you know, I may not know everyone's name and all that stuff like NFL wise, but I do like researching stuff. So that's, what's kind of got me engaged in it and figured out what's going on. So I think consistently, um, I have found myself somehow like actually caring about hard to know and, like, some of those know. teams like Chris Clark. He's not as, like talkative, yeah. but you have to imagine that guy is like deep in analysis, oh, right? He's a ma- oh, <laughs> right? yeah, 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 for sure. I mean, look at his team now, for sure. So you just don't know which sleepers out there are uh, are really putting in the hours. I mean, it, it's been interesting to see though. Like you know, Adam and Frank. You know, I don't know how much time they're putting into it. Ian, Ian oh, poor Frank. Yeah, Frank with the Russell Wilson pickup. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure he's. I'm sorry, he's working real hard. That man's got a lot of stuff going on. But the more serious we take it every year, I think the more the stakes seem to rise. Um, yeah, can notwithstanding, you have people over here doing stuff at three thirty in the morning now. Man. That's. I'm glad you brought that up because that was the number one thing I wanted to talk about. That this, I felt bad when I was waking up like at seven and putting in waiver pickups. <laughs> But now it seems like all bets are off. And I got to say this. I'm in one other league, a family league, which doesn't matter, obviously, uh, compared to what we have on the line here. But they're doing the same thing there. People are waking up early in that league, too. So I thought it was just like a a Ziegler thing. This is happening everywhere. Yeah, well, I got a a taste of the trophy. And I got to say, it's like shark with blood. I was like... You know what? I'll fucking I'll fuck up my REM sleep for five for one day a week for like five months. Like, what is that really in the long run? Dude, it's tough. I, I woke up last night to use the bathroom, and you know the first thing I think like, man, I hope I woke up at like a, after waivers. And sure enough, it was four thirty. But the first thing you thought. I, I, I use the bathroom and I go check waivers, and Kristen's like, "What the hell are you doing over there?" And I could not go back to sleep for at least an hour afterwards. After you put like five, ten minutes into it, I don't know how you're doing it, Zeke, but you can't be falling right no, back that's, to sleep. That's the part that I don't talk about. Is you're, you're staring at this fucking phone screen, 
And yeah. then you, you can't just be like, all right, I picked up my guys. I'm going back to sleep. Like, right. no, son, you're still like, shit. <laughs> like, That's dedication. Yeah, your brain is It's the truth. The same thing happened to me this morning. Woke up. My stomach kind of hurt. I thought that's why I woke up. And I was like, well, I mean, it is why. I looked at my phone, though. Saw the actual waiver stuff going on. It was like 6.01. And then after that, I just started looking at waiver at the waiver picks. And there's no way I was going back to sleep after that. Oh, you did it, too. Wow. Yeah, that's uh. Yeah. Yeah, it's a dangerous well. game you're playing, man, holding on to that waiver. I'm holding on to the three spot in that family league, but the top two are like chans. You know, they don't really play, so it might as well be the one. But the the pressure, George Pickens was on waivers Ooh. this week, and I really wanted him, but Zeke probably has that feeling every week. Yeah. Where you, you just are playing that game, you're rolling that dice. I mean, that, that has to be like – a super stressful week. Well, that's a big reason why I'm waking up at 3.30 because there's no player. You know, we mentioned before earlier about uh, uh, Bahamas had dropped Chris Godwin. And, you know, at that time, the Bucks weren't on the free fall that they're on now. Um, this is Buddha, by the way. <laughs> I see. Um, you know, the Bucks weren't on the free fall they are now. And I was really considering it. I was really considering it. But then I'm like, I'm going to waste my number one waiver thing on a receiver. And am yeah. I being a, a, a Homer kind of like fan? Like I'm going to take him cause he's on the bucks and uh, Christian ended up taking him. And uh, I got to say personally, I don't mind if someone takes a guy that I want and that team is in the bottom three, it bothers me none. But if that team that picks up that guy is in like the top four or five, <coughs> the shit stays with me for a few days. Mm. And I, I just think like, you know, what are you doing, man? Like, you're not, you're not going to pull the trigger. Like, this is how people lose. Like, you know, the, the worst kind of action is inaction. I'm thinking about all these fucking Vince Lombardi quotes and shit. <laughs> so yeah, you're, you're right on that. I mean, having the number one waiver priority has been, uh, has been, has been weird. I, I've never, I had never had a last pick before. Well, uh, the other thing too, is like, you're watching every week, these other teams that have no worry picking guys up like i'm going weeks with guys that i want that i'm not getting because i'm holding out for that that top guy so um it's almost nice to be at the bottom of that waiver sometimes if you're the 12th waiver like you have no fear of three or four pickups yeah goditis goditis with 30 moves to this point in the season um you know obviously he is fighting for his life right now um but yeah he's got he's got 30 moves uh you actually are second place with 22 moves no kidding to Me this, or Ramos? uh you cause and then wow. uh and then i am in third with 20 moves uh and then it's like ian with 19 so goditis is like far and away ahead of us and that's the thing it's like once you if you're in last place and like granted goditis isn't in last place he's in 11th but i have spent many a season being down in the gallows it's exactly it. you got nothing to lose like, I remember last season, I was picking guys up and dropping them and picking guys up and dropping them. And Ramos, you have the notifications on, right? So I was doing this at, like, midnight one night. And I got a text from you. You were like, bro, cut it out. <laughs> yeah, I literally. I was like, what are you doing? You're like, bro, bro cut it Do something with your fucking life. I was like, I can't. <laughs> and, I mean, but I, what room do I have talk, to talk? Because I'm looking at the notifications. You know yeah, I mean? and that's, so, but that's, that's the line I won't, I won't do because – I don't know. It, then, then it's going to get too much for me. Waking up at three thirty in the morning and going back to sleep at like four fifteen is enough uh, commitment for me. I'm not ready to see see that stuff like all the time. Um, I think different leagues have different times pickups too. Like this other league I'm in, in has a uh, has like a four thirty waiver clear time. Whereas ours process this morning, I think at like three something. So I, I wonder how Yahoo does that. I've told Christian, I mean, uh, you know, uh, Thunder Dick's over on the West Coast in Vegas. So for him, it's processing at 12, like midnight, like 1230 at night. I've told him like, bro, just like stay up. And granted, I mean, he's got to get up early for work. But I mean, he has a remote job where he can work. He has a home office. So it's like, I've told yeah. him. Like, his you, you name's to... on the belt, though, man. I gotta tell you, I, I I don't I don't root for 
anyone to win as commish. I like to be right down the middle, if you guys know how we operate here at HQ. But I really always root for new blood. Ramos, Gaditis, Moscow, Ian. I mean, these are perennial contenders that uh, I would just love to see new blood. And, and I got I to give Clark credit. You know, he might not be as active in the chat, but since him and Tim joined, they were our two expansion teams a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, Clark is just always at the top. And in a game that could be so random, he, he it's so impressive that he's I – mean, look at his draft. Like, he had mm-hmm. Miles Sanders as, like, his backup. And yeah. Miles Sanders is now in the in the flex spot. He had uh, uh, Brees Hall. He picked up somehow. Bryce Hall. I mean, yeah. guys just always at the top, and uh, he somehow, I think, has made the playoffs every year. He almost won it all last year. I forgot who took him out last year, but just that was you. Okay, was it in the championship? Beat him in the championship, but you know he drafted Cam Akers in like the second or third round last year. It's right still. after. Right after Acres tore his, yeah. his Achilles. Yeah, so. I wish he would be more active in the. It's it's. It, I got. I got to be totally honest. For someone to be that good and at that the top of the food chain every week, like Clark, I want to see you in that group chat. I want to see you talking shit. I don't want some silent assassin at the top of the leaderboard. All right. So but you know what Clark that would, and, and you know let him know. Do? You know what he does do to give him credit. He always does either like or love the weekly wrap up. Uh, Text. Okay, that's fair. I always see him pop up on my notifications of like he loved, um, but yeah, but he he is someone that just uh, walks quiet but carries a big stick, and he's been doing. Be careful what you wish for, guys. <laughs> I know, do we? You know, waking the beast. Because our bushwhacking just start murdering. <laughs> you watch out, uh, Commissioner. I wanted to ask you real quick um, another question. Just uh, you know, we haven't had any trades. This yeah. season, I know that like we had talked in the off season about trying to encourage more trading and doing stuff, you know, like that. Uh, it still hasn't taken. I mean, this, like you said, has been a bit of a topsy turvy year with a lot of guys that were expected to do well, not doing well, injuries and stuff. Um, you know, what, what do you think about the fact that a lot of teams want to just hold on to their players and aren't comfortable necessarily taking the risk of uh, doing trades? Yeah, I'm glad you brought it up. I, you know, I talked to a lot of people at work about fantasy too and a lot of people in other leagues and i think the consensus has been it's just been a tough year to trade mm-hmm. i don't i don't know anybody that's made a trade except for what i see on twitter i don't know what the reason is though i know there's been injuries and i know i think the waiver wire has been so if there's been so many gems out there that like i have the option to trade right now in another league for Devonte adams but i just picked up Pickens so like do I want to give somebody up when Devontae Adams is just sitting out or or George Pickens is just sitting out there so I think there's a lot more potential on the waiver wire but yeah man I I would love to see more trades and you know we even voted on increasing the veto Mm -hmm. uh to from four to six just to encourage more trading and I know there's been a lot of trade attempts out there like I've gotten trade offers or at least trade discussions i'm sure you guys have too yeah Yeah. i would love to see last year we had a few i think right uh yeah yeah we had a we had a a trade between ian and bahamas uh that went through i think it was like a quarterback for a receiver type thing Dak Dak was involved yeah Dak was involved there's Dak for Jacob, Josh Jacobs, maybe. Shout out Conkslob. I think he had immediate buyer's remorse. Yeah, that's it. Dak for uh for Jacobs. Look at Jacobs well, that's, now, huh? I, I, I get fearful of that too, you know. I mean, like injuries are such a big part of football and you know the league in general that for me the idea of trading for a guy and him getting hurt like just stings so bad because it's exactly what you said. If the likelihood of any player getting hurt is the same then why shouldn't I just pick up a player off free agency that if he gets hurt yeah. or sucks, I'm not giving anything up as opposed to, but it's a risk reward thing, you know, but the, the best players are going to be guys on other people's teams. And uh, I'm just, pride. 
a lot of pride, man. You don't yeah. want to be that guy to give up your, yeah. your and star. And we know each other. We know each other so well. Yeah. So, I mean, if I imagine I do a trade with Christian. I mean, I, you'll remember a few years ago when Christian picked up James Robinson cause, and he kind of tortured you for a bit that season saying you could have mm-hmm. had him, could have had him for nothing, you yeah. know? So imagine like I do a trade with Christian and I give up a good player and he gives up shit and the rest of the season I got to hear fucking Thunder Dick just giving me the business. It's, it's too much for my heart to bear. I wouldn't be able to, uh, I wouldn't be able to handle it. I mean, I guess maybe it wouldn't be as bad trading with someone like Chris Clark, a little more of a silent assassin. But if Chris Clark were trying to do a trade with me, I'd be thinking this guy's trying to get one over on me. This guy knows too much. There's that inherent risk to all the trades. That's the problem with it is that you feel like someone's not getting the fair deal because it was a fair deal. Why are you doing the exchange in the first place? Unless you're just exchanging like a wide receiver for a running back, which is kind of, which I guess could be relatively the same. Uh, you're just trying to fill that role, you know, but there's going to still be that risk there. So uh, that's what makes it hard for me to place trades, man. I was talking about trying to place one this year, but I don't have a framework to follow to try to figure out how to make sure that it would be worth it in the long run. Because just like you're saying, Nick, like the waiver wire is there. At least you didn't make a fool of yourself trading something away. Yeah. You know, you pick someone up, whatever, you picked it up, you made a bad call or they sucked or it was just up to chance. But if you make a trade, you're owning those decisions. Down I'm the road. still surprised, though, that we haven't had a single trade. And I think the deadline is mid-November, so it's coming up. Same, right? yeah, I could be wrong up. on that. But yeah, I'm surprised it still hasn't happened, especially with – all, all of the chatter that's been out there with tra- about trading. You know, I would trade. I'd trade a kicker. I'd trade a kicker for a kicker. Someone wants to, you know. What do you just think about that? Somebody, I forget who it was, suggested a matchup idea of just ha- just playing your kickers one week and and benching the rest of your team. <laughs> what? Like a gentleman's uh, agreement? I, yeah, I think it was uh, it was Christian and it was Kongslop and, and Thunderdick. <laughs> And they were gonna just go kicker versus kicker. I thought it was a phenomenal idea. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's crazy. <laughs> the only downside is your points. Like you, you know, for tiebreaker purposes, you wouldn't score any Ooh. points. But oh, that I, I I love that idea. I, I wonder if if we should even have a week where it's just instead of rivalry, Everybody. it's just kicker versus kicker week. I would I'd pick up whatever one of the two kickers on Monday Night Football just to give myself a breather Thursday and Sunday just so that I could like push off the inevitable fucking stress that is. Cause I actually defeated uh, Ramos this season. Thanks to a kicker on Monday night football for the, for the giants and just kicker life sucks. I mean, I mean, it's just, it's so stressful, bro. Like I think you even said, Ramos, you were like, what am I doing? Like watching this game, stressing about a kicker. Like what the fuck is my life right now? There was a time when I had two kickers. I got hurt in the same week and I was, it was disgusting. I've never had to look at so many kickers and or be worried about kickers at all. And I drafted a kicker to not worry about kickers at all because I don't want to worry about kickers. So, you know, it just, it goes to show the things you try to fight. It's, are what it's like going kickers, to kickers and, and tight ends, I would say. I mean, it, unless your tight end is Andrews or Kelsey, like I drafted Waller and it was the fourth round or something. And what a stupid decision that was. I have two tight ends because I was so paranoid about it because I just inherently am triggered by tight ends. What a tough year for tight ends. There literally is only, what, two good ones? Kelsey and... uh, Kelsey and Andrews. That's it. Everyone else is four to five points a week, man. Yeah, Waller, what a letdown. That was a huge bust. I know. And I thought thought I was being so clever. And, you know, it's, it's one of those things, too, where I had done a million mock drafts. I had done so many mock drafts leading up to it. And the moment comes, the day arrives, uh, and you're there, and just you have it all planned in your head, and someone takes the one guy you wanted, and it just jumbles the mind. Uh, Jerry Seinfeld had a good bit about that, talking about the Olympics. You know, you get ready to run, you've been training your whole life, you're the greatest you've ever been, like in every county. Ready, set, go. The gun's shot off, and ooh, you're second late, and that's it. You know. And so uh, I got I got bamboozled with Waller, and he's got a fucking hamstring thing. Like, like, come the fuck on, bro! Like, you're gonna miss multiple weeks. Break your arm like a man, you know? Snap that shit like a twig. Don't like, uh, soft tissue. No. I mean, Ian would know, and Moscow, our our medical managers, would know more about the reasoning why that is. But 
They're gonna be like soft tissues. Yeah, exactly. They're screaming at the podcast. Ezekiel, you fool! Um, Another question for the commish. We were just discussing that, uh, discussing this with Ramos. Um, You know, so we we just right now have discussed a lot of different players. You know, we've mentioned a lot of names: Godwin, Pickens, uh, Waller, and we've talked about some free agency guys. Um, How do you feel about? You know, if you are having a conversation with another manager and the name of a player comes up and that ma- and that player is on free agency, right? And then that manager you was talking to that, the manager you were talking to picks up the player you mentioned. Do you feel some type of way where you're like, this son of a bitch, like you only picked him up because I, I mentioned something? Or do you feel more like, well, I probably shouldn't have said shit then? Um, yeah, that's a, that's a great question. I always think about that. I, I will never talk waivers with any of the guys. Now, Christian does it a whole lot. Um, Zeke, I, I'm sure you've mentioned a few guys to me before. Mm-hmm. But that's about it. And it's almost like it's an unspoken rule. Don't talk about waiver interests. There's no rules. <laughs> yeah, right? That's... That's what that I, I agree with that. Where I think if if you if you are are giving up the information unsolicited, then it's fair game. At that I also will think if somebody's talking waivers to me, I still don't trust you guys enough. I'll That's think it's set up anyway. Especially yeah. <laughs> Ziegler. I mean, look at our draft day throwing out names. <laughs> Like who's gonna pick up Pickens <laughs> or, and, and and Gino and all that stuff? So I don't trust you guys. So with that said, even if you did mention somebody, I would still think you were trying to set me up, anyways. But um, yeah, man, during those months, September through December, like you better not say anything because anything goes. I agree. I feel the I feel the same way. So I'm not talking waivers, dude. No, that's my business, and like. I might as well be showing you my bank statements if I'm talking about <laughs> my waivers. Like it's none of your business. <laughs> Let me get that. You'll so- find out Wednesday. <laughs> ruthless around yeah, here. Yeah. So, so with that, go ahead. With that though, Ziegler, are you going to keep talking about all your picks and stuff like that on the on the? Well, cast? yeah, yeah. I don't mind. It, it, to be honest, like it's kind of like what we said. I've got my name on that belt now, and do I, would I like to have my name on that belt repeatedly? For sure. I don't want to give it up, even though I think I'm going to have to send it to Chris Clark's address at the end of this. Oh, season. wow. Um, you're admitting if I'm making a, If I'm making a prediction, prediction, I mean. You just had a huge injury. Yeah, but like you said, like, yeah, Brees Hall goes down, Miles Sanders steps up. He's got Chubb. Yeah. He's got uh, uh, Saquon. Joe Burrow starting to turn it on. Uh, yeah. I think the only, his biggest, yeah. his biggest uh, liability is uh, Kyle Pitts at tight end. As we were talking about tight ends, um, team he has. yeah, yeah, and I mean anything can happen. We've seen plenty of times the team that only loses a couple of games during the season has one bad week in the playoffs, and they're out. Um, but if I had to pick somebody that I'm gonna have to send the belt to, it'll probably be him. But yeah, I don't mind continuing to talk about it. I mean, I kind of like what you said, Cause. Like, don't trust me. Don't yeah. trust me. Like, I could totally be setting you up, and I, I that is a, that is an honest thing. Like, I. I listen to enough stuff. I, I will say, though, when I am talking about players and I am being at least genuine, like I said, I want Adam to pick the guy up. I want Chan to pick the guy up. I want Goditis to pick that guy up. I want a team that is no threat to me but is fighting in the consolation bracket of which I used to battle. Like I, That's like the Hunger Games, man. I used to live in the Hunger Games. So having lived down there in the gallows of the consolation bracket for so many seasons – uh, you know, I, I feel for teams. All right, you've been out of the gallows for one year. And, I know. And let's not pretend like you're... And you barely Look, made I, it. I, you I, barely I, made it. It's because I'm playing Adam like, this week. I, I got a little extra juice in my voice because I'm yeah. playing uh, Adam projected at 58.73 points <laughs> this week. Poor Adam, man. Yeah, I, I hate when there's an early favor like this for last place but he's already won so i'm biased <laughs> i really would love to see ramos is there anyone else in contention that that hasn't won before as of, as of today with the way the playoffs are set if the playoffs started today it would be ramos. uh it'd be first seed is uh clark second seed bahamas third seed ramos never won fourth seed me fifth seed you sixth seed 
uh, uh, Ian. And Ian would be making the playoffs. Ian has never won the title before. But Ian, uh, Moscow. Moscow can never make it over the hump. I, I don't know what his deal is. we got to get him to... Moscow, there's, a lot, there's there. a lot of teams right now battling at three and four that have never won before. Yeah. You know, we have uh, Chan, Frank, and Moscow, Moscow all battling at three and four. Ian at four and three. So, what you call them, floaters? Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of floaters, kind of like, you know, white knuckling it right now. And we're only at the halfway point of the season. There's still so much season to go. A lot of injuries could take place. A lot of rookies could step up. I'd like to see Ramos pull it off. I, I think Ramos's deal is always just week 15. Like you have such a strong yeah, team. Get out of here. Don't none of it matters like until <laughs> week 15. And I feel like right really, now yeah. Ramos should be looking at his lineup for week 15. Who's got the red matchups? Who's got the green matchups? Like, stack those five defenses. Let's get you ready for the play. You're going to be in the playoffs. You might be the only team that's been in the playoffs every single year. Let's get you over that hump, dude. Yeah, and and Ramos has had uh, 663 points scored against him. So it's not as if, though, he's just getting lucky facing uh, limited competition, you know? 663 points. I think the third or fourth most points scored against, 714 points scored. That's the uh, third most in the league. So, yeah, you're only one of three teams. And then if you go to those that ratings and levels, stupid shit, he's a platinum. <laughs> Your favorite thing, Yahoo yeah, number? Yeah, you're, you're platinum? <laughs> he's, he's platinum, baby. Him and, him and Clark are platinum. <laughs> they are. Is he above me? Because I was first place for a little bit. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, you're, you're there. And, I mean, you're – Yes, we're in a five-way tie. Uh, of us <laughs> and Bahamas and Clark at five and two, but um, me and Cause, I would say, in the power ranking tiers, me and Cause are like a level below the three of you. I mean, I'd put you you three at the top uh, with the amount of points you have scored, and that's that's the thing is that like you try to avoid. I've had I've gotten lucky. I've had a few wins where I did not score many points, but I just had enough to beat my opponent. Uh, but that point scored tiebreaker is a bitch, man. And, you know, as long as you can continue the whole season scoring at least 80 points, never having that kind of 66-point poop fest, that 59-point, what am I even doing with my life kind of shit. Um, yeah, yeah, you're you're flying high. Uh, all right, so we covered that. Uh, real quick, uh, Kamish, I mean, this is something that you've – You've been staunchly against. Just want to put it on the record. Um, you know, I I like the fact that we are not a PPR league, that we don't do half, we don't do full. Um, you know, do you, is there anything you want to officially put on the record about that, about, uh, you know, how you feel about us remaining sans PPR and uh, being that kind of old school kind of league? Very traditional. So we did vote on PPR a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. and it was a, a pretty – it wasn't unanimous, but it was pretty lopsided that we were going to stay non-PPR. I'm not against it. Um, I will say, though, I think there's something special about our league in that we're not conforming to what everyone else is doing. And we haven't had a lot of twists. And in an age where everybody wants to be on TikTok and Instagram, there's yeah. something to be spe- said for taking me back to college, staying in like this MySpace sort of genre <laughs> and just like forget what everyone else is doing. This is what we're doing. Um, so I like that, but I am a man of the people, a commissioner of the people. If we want to do a revote after some time, I'm open to that. But um, I like being different than the rest of the leagues. You know, we're from Jacksonville. Like we are not one of these teams that everybody's a fan of. Like I I'm in New York and I have my Jaguars helmet in my office and everyone around me is a Jets and Giants fan. And they're just like, just one of a hundred million people. Like we're part of this exclusive club and that's how I look at our league. So I like that we're very different than everybody else. But um, with that said, if you guys want to do different votes, I'm always open to, putting something on the ballot. I think we had a change this year with, oh, we did the veto update. Yeah. But I will always leave it to the people to vote, man. Uh, I'm never going to take any sort of uh, sort of communist control over anything. I'm curious what you, one one unique rule I would love to see w- would involve like some sort of 
kill switch. What I mean is like uh, not, a better word for it would be uh, what's the, the the golden a golden snitch. For example, if a kicker hits a sixty-yard field goal, for example, you get a hundred points. Something along <laughs> those lines, where it's an automatic win. Or points. what do you guys think about something like that? It's not even an option in Yahoo, but I would love a golden snitch where. If your kicker kicks it, that's the easiest one that comes to mind. Your kicker hits a 60-yarder, game over, or 100 points. I, I, would, I would agree with that if it were along the lines of, like, if your player sets an NFL record in game. So, like, if you have a defense and they set the record for most sacks in a game or most interceptions in a game or – your kicker uh, ties the record for longest field goal, or if one of you. Oh, it's got to be way. It's got to be above. It's got to be way. Yards ain't enough. No, it. Have, I think the record's like sixty-seven or something like that. But if you got Justin Tucker, there's always a chance, you know. Or, or the Cowboys' defense, you know, if you set the record for most turnovers forced in a game, or uh, you have a quarterback, you know, uh, yeah. Joe, for instance, sets the passing yards in a game record, you get a bonus like thirty-point thing. Interesting. Um, what do you think, Ramos? There should be a threshold. I like that. I agree. I love the idea that it'd be bananas, but it would have to be the degree of how often it could happen. You know, like, yeah, what, how likely is it that a kicker would do that or a defense? Um, just a random thought, I mean, just a random personal yeah, I like that. interest. Uh, you know, having somebody down by 100 and like still having a chance for something wild. Like at all times. Just dropping yeah. like a nuke in the group chat all of a sudden. I, I think. Uh, I want more of that. We have a few nukes that happen, but I would like some some serious, serious shifts to to go down. That's just something I've been thinking about. Like that. I like that comparison. Yeah, like the comparison of the nuke. Because I mean, some people didn't like nukes in Call of Duty, but I I like if you right. twenty five kills in a fan. row, just big, end the match. Big fan. <laughs> big fan. Yeah. Uh, I have. Uh, I just have one one last question, Commission, and. Uh, I'm I I'm I'm out after that. Uh, so you know, there's been a lot of talk, like on this podcast, the last few episodes, even in this episode, talking about last place, talking about the gallows and all that. Um, we've discussed the fact that you know the wings have always been a, a staple of last place. You know, we have our ceremonial banquet in February. Uh, we've had we've had guys wear the wings out to the bars. We've had guys wear the wings at weddings. We've had the guys wear wings at that restaurant what is it? Where, where do we go what is it called like a uh, high tide or something oh southern, southern swells. swells i was close i knew it was water stuff um yeah you know so how would you feel about adding something extra keeping the wings but you know like uh i don't know we, we've talked about it like uh, not like a waffle house bullshit because like you said that's like a tiktok instagram look at us um Durs, uh, one of our fraternity brothers who we haven't seen in a while, or I guess I just haven't seen in a while. I don't want to speak for you guys. Um, I saw he came in last in his league. He had to sit in a Waffle House and eat 24 waffles or something like that. It's like you have to sit in there for 24 hours or whatever. Um, what, what do you think about an additional thing, whether it be something they have to eat, whether it's uh, something they have to do where I've seen – uh, they make the last place person have to enter a, a bodybuilding competition, like where the guys are all like sprayed down and like, it's just like our person, whoever it is, um, you know, or, or they have to enter into a half marathon or I don't know. What do you think about adding on to that? Do you feel like the wings are enough or would you be open to adding a little extra juice to the, to the last place finish? Yeah, the wings are the low-hanging fruit. We know we could count on people to do it, but I would love to see something more official. Like, before we start the season, we have it in writing. This is what's happening. Um, a friend of ours, shout-out Liam, his league does – everybody puts – they put, like, 12 ideas in a hat, and everybody draws one idea. And that's your punishment. If you get last place, that's good. So it's 12 different ideas, but it's on mm. paper and it's kind of like set in stone. If you get last place, all right, we know Chan has to do a hot sauce challenge. Mm -hmm. So I, I would love the idea of rolling something out like that. Hot sauce. That got mentioned. I don't know if it was on the podcast or in the group chat. That would be a phenomenal last place idea. 
Um, yeah, I'm I'm totally totally open to that. What do you think, Ramos? Yeah, no, I I I we do have to do something in addition to or change up. I don't know if it should be another costume or something like that. I love the hot sauce challenge we were talking about how there might be some health issues on a serious note for some people that might not be able to do hot sauces just you never know you know if they try to bring that up but i i I like the hot sauce idea as an equalizer because it's just painful and no one would want it but i like your idea too though about like democracy like putting it down but there are some sick people in our group and I do not trust the ideas that they would come up with. Yeah. So that's some, the one caveat. Some review of it, like no tattoos, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. People are gonna be saying some banana Doing stuff. That, like. uh, yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. Um, I, I was, I know you said cause that like it's something that coming into next year. I love that uh, the the twelve ideas in each person. I do love that. Yeah. Um, but I've been saying the last few episodes that. You know, I would be willing that if we implemented an additional last place thing this year, um, I would do whatever it is with that person just yeah, to I show. I wonder, we're out of weddings now. I wonder if we should, like, Southern Swells is great and all, but I'm, I'm wondering if we should do something a little more over the top. Like, if we're out of weddings, maybe we need to create our own banquet or something a little more official. We all have a little bit of money now. Let's, uh, Maybe we make it a little more, a little more serious, and have an actual ball and uh, and do something. What do you guys think? Like a like a Cinderella kind of ball thing. Oh, what if it were a gown instead of like instead of the wings? Imagine we can even donate to charity, like make a whole thing out of it. I, I like that idea. I I've had that thought oh, the in rushing that we could almost do anyway. Like, so uh, yeah. the. Uh, you know, make up for all those. Oh, the push kids. Oh, yeah, all the times that you know. The SAJ. Yeah, shout out to that shout email. To push. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'll be sending out more of those emails too. Those things are are hilarious. But yeah, yeah. That we just like you said, like every year there's we're at. You know, you're you've been consistent, obviously, with the weekly roundups. But they're always, you know, for me personally, like if I won and I'm not mentioning the roundup, I'm pissed. And if I lose, I'm not pissed, but I'm kind of like, mm, cause, but then if I lose, I'm like, this son of a bitch is going to make me the head of this thing. It's tough. Yeah. I'm gonna... yeah. There's weeks so the I beat that... people out, but it's hard to mention 12 different no, sure. teams. So I try to be, uh, I try to share the love, but yeah, I'm, you know, I'm glad that you guys are cognizant of it because I'm cognizant of it too uh, on the weekly, um, uh, weekly recap how so much, how much we care you know i and need like, you guys to keep me on my toes because uh i did that shit on my on my honeymoon for crying out loud oh, so yeah you did bro you that was dedication like, you got one eye open. bro that that's what i think of when you write those messages i think of you still writing the fuck your honeymoon like that was so yeah, good and, and i do man okay. people read that stuff there's no doubt serious we take it to another level i owe you guys man because you guys have stayed interested you guys have pushed me to just be better and better and without interest from you guys none of this matters anyway so and to see someone with the love and respect that zeke has for the belt really means a lot too and of course the, the flip side to see people avoiding last place so desperately so much really goes to yeah. show that this shit means more than um your nine to five sometimes like there's days <laughs> really about this more than more than what I got to do at work the next day. Yeah. So, so as we take it more seriously each year, you know, it's uh, I like the fact that how the league evolves. You know, we had two expansion teams a few years ago, like you said, with with Tim and Chris. Um, you know, we love the weekly roundups. We're doing this podcast now. We're discussing, you know, uh, increasing what the last place punishment's going to be. What is that PPR bullshit? Did, did, did Kongslop have you say that? Was no. That, did, did he ah, that it was planted. No, no, no. <laughs> I mean, I only, I only mentioned it because I think it's something that people and I'm not I'm not insinuating anybody. I genuinely am not. I'm just saying that, like, it's something that I think people would want to hear from the horse's mouth, from the commissioner, the reasoning as to why, uh, you know, you like the fact that it's not PPR. I agree with you. I'm 100 percent. If we held a vote today, I would vote no PPR for the same reason that you said. I like the fact that, yeah. you know, I like that it eliminates some guys who like suck 
Like back in the day, I can't remember his name. That Lions running back, that little scat back they had. Okay, I hate to say it, but we're at um, we're at an hour and fifteen, hour 15. minutes, <laughs> and it's eight oh one. Yeah. And I know we can like do with Nick. We could go till no, midnight. Right. We could do this till you're midnight. You're right. You're right. I'm gonna spend the next week trying to think of what that Lions running back's name is, but. <laughs> Definitely, we appreciate the fact that there's no PPR in it, and everything about the league is awesome. You know, we obviously care about it enough that we do this podcast for it, and we could not have had a better first guest than former champion. Yeah, no way. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, you know, yeah. so we really appreciate you taking the time to uh, speak to us and your constituents. You know, there's a lot of politicians that wouldn't even take the time to speak to those who they were an honor to have the commissioner. Um, yeah, no, I'm glad I'm not commissioner. Shit, I'm happy to help like discuss stuff, but. I just would rather be the belt holder. Just keep it. It was an honor, boys. I still don't know how the hell you pulled any of this off. I'm not sure how we got graphics and streaming and audio. I have no idea how you guys came up with any of this, but awesome work. And Ramos, take that thing home. Take that thing home this year, man. It ain't gonna be me, man. Don't you? Let it be you. Send me your address. Happy to. Happy to. You know what I mean? Last year, at last year at the at Southern Swells. I had to have it given to me from Christian uh, through FaceTime, you know? So actually I would really be looking forward <laughs> to if that, I'm yeah. not the one to repeat as champion to like formally, like put it around the person's waist and stuff. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Um, you know, I, like I said, I think it'll be Chris Clark, but Ramos would be cool as shit if it were you. Well, we'll see. We'll see. I'm not going to say anything to jinx myself. I'm not doing it. <laughs> we can. Um, all right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you to the commish. Thank you, Ramos. And uh, yeah, we'll be back next week. Yeah. Halloween edition. Happy yeah, Halloween. Happy everyone. Halloween, everyone. Yeah. Later.